Hey, my friend, welcome along to the Nutrition Nuggets podcast, helping you get clarity on nutrition. I'm your host, Dale Pinnock, Sunday Times bestselling author, nutritionist, and creator of the Culinary Medicine College. Every episode here in the podcast, we dig deep on the subject of nutrition to give you clarity, to give you answers, and to expand your knowledge. Hey, my friends, how are you doing? Hope you guys are well and staying safe and staying sane in all of this crazy madness that <laughs> surrounds us. Does it feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know. It's it's bizarre. I mean, obviously, we've done incredibly well in this country with our with our vaccine drive. We've we've really motored ahead with that, and you know, credit where it's due on that one. But then, I don't know. Sometimes you see some of the headlines, and it's uh, two steps forward, three steps back. I don't know. But anyway, anyway, I wanted to have a little chat about um, vitamin D because this is something that. I've been, I've been speaking about a fair little, a fair bit, and also I've been getting a lot of questions about as well vitamin D and its role in our immune system. <clears throat> Obviously, it's been it's been talked about a lot. It's been in the headlines a lot. So I thought it would be important to touch on it. So the first thing to say is that every single cell line within our immune system has a vitamin D. Receptor. Now, there's multiple cell lines within our immune system, neutrophils, eosinophils, macrophages, all these different types of cells within our immune system, different types of white cell. All of those have vitamin D receptors on them. But we don't fully understand why a lot of these cells have this receptor yet. But, you know, nature doesn't do things for the sake of it. It doesn't just something somewhere for a laugh, it's clear that there's going to be more and more layers of, role, you know, of, of understanding of the roles that vitamin D plays in our immune system that come to the, come to the fore as more research is done. But one area that we do certainly understand is the regulatory role that vitamin D can play. Vitamin D can regulate certain responses in the immune system. Certain, you know, it, it can kind of orchestrate and regulate certain outcomes. And it seems to do this at the level of cytokines. Cytokines are communication substances, different types of cytokines that convey different types of messages and trigger different types of response. When we first get an infection, at the initial stage of infection, what happens is we get a localised release of certain types of cytokines that actually trigger an acute localised inflammation. And what that inflammation does, basically you get all these, all these cytokines kind of kicking out this message and you get like a, a rapid dilation of blood vessels in that local area. What that dilation does is, you know, it basically makes the the makes it easier for white cells to get to the site of infection. So as those vessels dilate, they can start to get because because they're being stretched so much, some of the gaps between the cells that make up the wall of these vessels can start to open up. And as the one of the other other things that happens is like obviously with you get you get that vasodilation, but also those cytokines call 
white cells forward. You, you get something called chemotaxis where the white cells will actually migrate to the site of infection because of the chemical message that they're receiving. So that's the other thing that this initial group of cytokines does. Triggers localised inflammation, but also sends out a distress signal to the white cells of the immune system. So these white cells come rushing to the area, but when they get to that area of infection, there needs to be an environment which allows them a very, very easy transition into the tissue that's affected. And that's what this local inflammation does. By this, by the, the, the vessels dilating and these gaps appearing in the vessel walls, when the white cells arrive at this area, because there's those, those gaps in the vessel walls, they can squeeze through those really, really quickly and go straight into the tissue where the infection is beginning to take hold. Perfectly normal response, an absolutely necessary life-saving response, this acute inflammatory episode. Then what happens is once the white cells get in there and you know start kicking ass and doing their thing and start to get control of the situation, you get a different group of cytokines that are released that will start to reduce the inflammation and tone things down and send a message to the rest of the immune system saying, right, it's okay, we've got this under control now, we don't need any more backup. Everything starts to calm down as the infection becomes managed by the immune system. This is the normal kind of to and fro that happens. Now, what seems to be happening with COVID is the people that are um, not faring particularly well, you know, the ones that are getting the very, very negative outcomes and, you know, particularly, I mean, this is, this is not including the people that are just of really, really advanced age, because obviously there's immunodeficiency there and like multiple systems will start to start to suffer anyway at that kind of age. And also taking out the equation, people with underlying respiratory illness, like, asthma, COPD, those kinds of things. Take that group out of the equation. For the rest that are faring quite badly, what's happening is they're getting something called a cytokine storm. Okay, which is where that initial cytokine response, that initial pro-inflammatory cytokine spike that occurs at the point of infection doesn't know when to quit. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And that inflammatory load keeps ramping up and up and up and up and up. And when that happens, obviously, within the local area of the lungs, you can get damage to the lung tissue from that excessive inflammatory cascade. But also these these inflammatory mediators and messengers become systemic you know you start to you start to get inflammation within blood vessels you start to get excessive clotting you start to see damage in multiple organs because of this aggressive inflammatory cascade now something that's come from some of the some of the recent research and also this is this has come from research that's been done during um, very bad flu seasons also during the SARS and MERS outbreaks as well so it's been studied in in several contexts around this and also it's been studied in COVID the, the data's coming out now it seems that people who are in a healthy vitamin D status at the point of infection tend to fare better. They tend to not have this aggressive cytokine storm. 
And that's one of the things that vitamin D can do. It can regulate what's going on with cytokine expression. And it can regulate cytokine expression. And, you know, it's really worth noting that, that a lot of the people that were having very, very severe negative outcomes, again, controlling for age, controlling for underlying respiratory illness, tended to have a poor vitamin D status. Also, it's fair to say that there, there were multiple markers of uh, metabolic disease as well. Obesity, insulin resistance, uh, dyslipidemia, high blood pressure, those kinds of things. But it seemed to go hand in hand with a very, very poor vitamin D status. I think really what it points at is poor nutritional status across the board. But there was certainly this correlation. And again, I fully accept correlation and causation to very, very different things. But the correlation has been very, very stark in all of the different sets of data, whether it's been MERS, influenza, SARS, and indeed COVID. It's been kind of there in all of these scenarios. So it, it does point towards where further research needs to go. We're seeing that people with a poor vitamin D status have far more aggressive inflammatory episodes and worse outcomes. So yeah, that's the one that's the one thing that we do really understand about the role that vitamin D plays in supporting our immune system. We're still yet to find out the the myriad other roles that it can potentially play because if there's receptors on all of these cell lines, there's got to be something else and like probably a very very broad spectrum of activities that it that it that it plays in our immune system. But the one thing that we do know is that it does seem to have this regulatory effect, particularly at the cytokine level. Should you supplement? I think you should. It depends where in the world you're listening to this. I mean, the audience is all over. I know there's a lot of you in Australia. There's a lot of you in the USA as well. Um, For those those areas where there's a lot of sunshine, you're probably going to be okay. But for most of us here in, in the Western world, Western Europe particularly, we're in trouble because the primary source of vitamin D for humans is the conversion of cholesterol into vitamin D precursors upon exposure to ultraviolet radiation, i.e. the sun. So the height of summer in the UK, we're probably okay at synthesising our own. But for a big chunk of the year, we're in trouble. There's not many decent food sources. I mean, you know, you can get some from oily fish, you can get some from full fat dairy. There's not a huge amount of food sources. Certain types of mushrooms as well have been specially grown, so they synthesize vitamin D. But to get anywhere near these kind of healthy, replete levels that are associated with disease prevention, not just issues with the immune system, we're talking about you know re- regulating um, bone mineral density, improving mood, protection against certain types of cancers, all of these things that we understand about vitamin D. To get anywhere near that level of protection, supplementation really is our only option. And I would say anywhere between one and 2,000 international units a day will suit most people. Just get the best quality supplement you can find and have it as a daily practice, your daily vitamin D supplement through most of the year. You can stop it in the summer if you want to, if you're, if you're happy to be out there in the sun and get plenty of sun exposure and you don't need to wear loads and loads of sunscreen. But if you do, if you're very, very fair skinned and obviously you've got to cover yourself up, then make sure that you're taking this supplement all year round. The benefits 
are so, so strong, so, so clear. So there we go. That is, you know, a little uh, random rant for you guys about vitamin D and the immune system. So as before, I mean, I'm going to be getting some more guests here on the podcast, but as before, if you have any questions, if there's any questions that you would like me to answer here in the podcast, then drop me an email, info at dalepinnock.com. That's info at dalepinnock.com. Also, head over to the website, dalepinnock.com. There's articles on there. There's all sorts of goodies on there that you can take a look at and um, indulge in. But listen, until next time, stay safe, stay sane. See you later.